0: What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the DreamOctane Finder framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals, while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time... As he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past. Will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So we want
1: to welcome everybody to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. And I know you're probably tired of me saying I have a special guest, but it's just look, this is what we do. We get interesting people to talk about interesting things um, because they are uh, people who we feel like can add value. Today is no different. We have a someone who is in the space of graphic designs, of executive coaching, as well as a professor. She wears many different hats, and guess what? She wears them all well, and she's going to talk about what it means to be juggling uh, business as well as some passions and pursuits that she has with doing podcasting and a number of things. I'm going to tell you about her really quick by reading her bio, and then I'm going to bring her on. Uh, That's right. Today, we have Karee Williams, and she is a career coach, educator, designer, and solopreneur with a passion for helping creatives win that business. As a career coach, her niche is helping creative business owners identify and remove the barriers that are keeping them from developing a viable business. When she's not coaching or designing, Karee can be found teaching visual communications courses at Austin Community College in Texas. Her 15 plus years as a graphic designer adds real world and relatable experience to the classroom. Her latest passion project includes the creative DBA podcast, which is, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go on Spotify. And it is an amazing podcast that is having nothing but success and, and it got a great content in it. So that's my plug for that part of her, her, her resume here. Um, but it's a space for creatives doing business as freelancers or solopreneurs. And I'm pretty sure she's going defi- to define what that word is. If you're just hearing it for the very first time and she, what she does is she discusses all things related to money marketing and mindset the podcast has provided karee with an avenue to become completely and sometimes painfully transparent about the challenges and successes of being a creative business owner karee's ultimate pursuit is to support creative professionals and students as they transform seemingly impossible dreams to probable outcomes without further ado i want to introduce to the niche finder podcast community miss karee williams thank you <laughs> clifton
2: <laughs>
1: uh, so karee oh, uh, let's mm-hmm. just kick this off right now you know okay. um uh, tell tell our audience what is it about your backstory that would give them a vested interest in your journey
2: You know, I was thinking about that and something that I do remember, I did not start out to start my own business. I was actually just in a really bad work environment that was just horrible. So um, I was an in-house creative at a university and um, it was just two of us designing all the graphics for a university. Okay, so think of your um, Business, school of business School of liberal arts, the president's wow. Office, and like everything Wow. Well, my Immediate boss, the lead designer, senior Designer left, so then it Was just me, they promoted Me, but didn't give me the same Pay as the senior uh, Designer mm. who just left And wow. they didn't hire somebody else mm. So now it's just me Doing all the designs And I was like hey y'all like this is impossible you know when the Mm. president is trying to you know do a golf tournament to raise funds and then the admissions office is trying to send letters and and, wow and so then they went and got somebody who designed 30 years ago and didn't even know what photoshop really was and i was like what which then i was like okay you don't you're not respecting me like, you're not giving me the same pay. I'm the only person. I'm coming in here on Sundays. Like, I'm working Sunday through Friday. And long mm. story short, just in my prayer time, I heard the voice, it's time to go. But then I didn't go. Because <laughs> I was All like, right. uh, do you see these bills? You kept
1: holding on. <laughs> I <was like,
2: laughs> uh, going to pay this car note?
1: <laughs> That's so, it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so sometimes when you start a business is not you're sitting down dreaming to start a business. Sometimes you're pushed into your calling. Wow. Of wow. It's time. You're in wow. these environments that is not healthy for you. It's time to move on.
1: Mm. So, you know, you, you're you in the graphic design space mm-hmm. and, you know, we're going to get through uh, to, to your journey. I want to pause on that intro that you just shared because what I love about that story is as a female, as a minority, and you're you're now in this environment and you're seeing that there is a a clear distinction of you being paid less than somebody who just left. And then they bring in somebody else and who right, maybe they may I don't even know if they were paying the person more or less, but it doesn't matter. I, I just I just want you to give voice to what was that. What was that like what type of external struggle did that create for you
2: man oh my gosh first of all it was so unreal that season Mm. because i was so young i was um 25 and so Mm. you're trying to you know as a graphic designer I've been in corporate jobs, but I w- didn't plan on climbing the corporate ladder or doing the corporate politics, right? That's why I went to art school. I just want to create. So when it was happening, it's like, what do I do? And then when I quit, this is how I knew though, the upper people valued me because the VP of um, um, educa- of the curriculum of the whole school, the VP was like, y'all better make sure she doesn't leave. I don't care what you got to do. She needs to stay. And so they came to me with an envelope and they like slid it like my my immediate director slid it across the table of like, I think we (laughs) have something for you. And do you know what? I didn't even open the envelope.
1: Mm.
0: I
2: said, I've made my decision. Wow. Because I've been screaming for help. Right. And not only, I mean, just the straight disrespect that you gave me the title but would not give me the money. I am doing the work. You didn't hire somebody behind me. Then, you know, you're trying to find someone, but you're talking about budget and the person that you try to bring in wasn't even really qualified. It it was just, that's when speaking as a woman or just as anybody in that position, you have to know your worth and step out on faith. And that's what that voice was telling me of like, you are worth more. Mm. Because here's the, can I, can I give a little bonus to that?
1: When I finally
2: did leave, they became my first client.
1: Wow. (laughs) And now you got to
2: pay my freelance rates,
1: which was four
2: times higher than what you were paying. So while you were tripping in that salary, you could (laughs) have given me a little bit more. Now you're paying four times in my hourly rate and they paid it. That's they it. paid it until they hired somebody full time. So that lasted about, you know, six to seven months. They were my first client. And that was some good money.
1: I tell you, so I I can see them in the boardroom right now. You better crack that o that envelope open <laughs> that she didn't oh, better pay that woman that money. Uh that all that'll teach teaching, But uh, you know <laughs> yes. uh tell me, tell the audience uh what do you consider to be your niche?
2: My niche is really, I am into supporting, championing creative business owners and students. Wow. I am that person that is the step before you start.
0: That's mm. what I like
2: to call myself. Love um, it. I create this space that helps you get clear on what you want to do. Mm. And I like being that intro step Because, you know, just my, you know, 16 personalities, I'm a ENFP, where I am Mm. the campaigner. So I get really excited about the beginning stuff, but I want to hand it off. Like, okay, now go fly. Like even with my students, I'm like, go on. (laughs) It's time to go, Spread your wings. So I just love helping people get clear about that next step, what it is that they want to do, where they're going, how do they plan on doing this? And creating that space, because I think that's what we all need and we all deserve to have a space where we can think this through.
0: Mm.
1: I love it. What did you want to accomplish at the start of your your journey?
2: At the very start, it was one word. It was uh, freedom to begin with freedom which is one of my core values. I mean, my birthday is July 4th. Like I, couldn't All right.
0: even, you know, I can't independence even get away. <laughs> like, you know I mean? It's
2: like my birthday is July 4th
0: and I wasn't <laughs> born
2: in this country. So, you know, back home in Jamaica it's a regular day, but over here it's like independence day. So at first it was freedom. And then it was, you know, I just wanted to do great work. I wanted to design people's brands, and my my industry that I focused on early on was the beauty. So anything in yeah. hair, fashion, beauty was just my thing because you know my mom owning a salon, I spoke yep. their language, and so they're like, "Oh yep. man, you get it." Big and, up to Cynthia Williams. Yes, big up to mommy. <laughs> um, just so I just wanted to do great work for them and any salon that I touched, I wanted their brand to be next level.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What, what internal struggles I heard about your external struggles, but what internal struggles were you dealing with at the start of your journey?
2: Internal struggles. And you know, this kind of started a little bit later on. So it wasn't at the start. Start was just like um, doubt. Right. So I would, you know, okay, say a client was had a hair salon. Well, back in the day, people used to use other people's photos, right? They would use the photos that Paul Mitchell sent. And I'm like, you didn't do that hairstyle. Let's do a photo right. shoot for you. Like, you should do a photo shoot. Hairstylists need to show their work, not some mm. other person's work. But then I was like, how do you art direct a photo shoot, Corey? You've never done this before. Where do you get the right. models? How do you set this up? So the, 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 internal was pushing past my doubts and believing Mm. in myself that i could do this because when you're the business owner wearing several hats you know like you talked about you got to wear them well and wear them Mm. like you know what you're doing so the client has confidence in you um so pushing Mm. past those doubts of yourself and being a creative i mean it's one of the coolest things but just like everybody else you suffer from not feeling you're good enough you know, yeah. you're always comparing your work to somebody else. You could do a dope logo and then you see somebody else's logo and it's like, oh, they're, that's so dope. You know, <laughs> and so that comparison is such a evil pill to take.
1: Right. In. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's so I think it's so important that, you know, to know for anyone who's listening right now that, you know, what you have to offer that's valuable uh is inside of you already. And so quite often, yeah. I think just what you're saying, Kareem, we often look on the outside of us to try to find value and we neglect what's happening on on the inside. It's God given. Right. It's like inserted. All right. we need to do is uncover it. And so, um, you know, just be encouraged. You're unique for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why you're here. And if you can find that thing and give it out and even and commoditize or monetize it that's where you'll really found value and that's what separates those who are pursuing just achievement versus those who are experiencing fulfillment yeah. and so i appreciate you sharing that uh what epiphany did you experience at and what new opportunity did you discover from that event
2: you know it was teaching mm. I, I mean I was so, I was freelancing and then um, one of my friends owned an agency and he had extra space and he was like, if you ever want to rent a desk out, you know, come in there, which was such a great move because one thing about being a solopreneur or freelancer, it could be very lonely and you need right. community. Um, but we had an intern that was at the local college there in Dallas and the chair for the department came in, met me and you see my personality. I was like, blah, blah, blah about design. And like, oh my God, it's so amazing. And I just love it. It's the best thing ever. And he was like, whoa, you need to teach. And I was like, no, are you crazy? Like, why would I do that? I'm not teaching. like And he's like, no, seriously, I think you're pretty passionate about what you do. And, you know, that's a whole nother story there because I sat on that opportunity until he was like, look, do you want to do this? Because, you know, we got to put you on for the fall. But at the same time, with my business, things were starting to crumble Mm. and like opportunities were drying up. So it was so interesting how I was kind of then thrusted into teaching. I'm noticing a pattern, (laughs) like I'm being (laughs) thrusted into these situations. Um, But teaching has been a game changer. It's hard, but it's a game changer. and very beneficial because you have to know what you're talking about because right. these students will call you out, especially in the l- time of YouTube and Google, where they could look up everything themselves. Like you, you have to be on top of your game, and that's one thing I like about teaching.
1: Mm. I love it when I listen to your podcast. Tell your podcast to the audience.
2: It's called The Creative DBA, which stands for creatives doing business as freelancers or solopreneurs. And it's just a space where I share my stories and I talk about, you know, marketing money in your mindset. Those three things that I wish I dived in more and always need to dive in. I don't care. Even when you hit the six-figure mark, you still need to focus on money and how you're going to scale. Like, mm. I, I made it here. How do I get to the next level? What's the next level after that? Because the point of owning a business is being profitable. But you right. know, it's so funny because one year my accountant was like, um, you know you're not running a nonprofit, right? Like, <laughs> well,
0: <laughs>
2: thanks. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So, you know, um, so on that podcast, I just I incorporate my experience with coaching of helping people to move forward, giving them action items to, you know, don't just consume content. Create more. Mm.
0: Create
2: more than you consume. That is like my biggest thing of always create more than you consume we're just taking so much in it's time for us to produce now
1: yeah, I think this is the moment um, For creative people When we were talking about this offline yeah. That this is the moment Out of any other time in history Being creative um, Yeah, there were creative people back in there We talk about the Harlem Renaissance If you look at Egypt You can see all types of creativity that's That was just bursting at the seams, right? And yeah. so even Greek You know, and, and uh, anywhere in history You look at any culture They have some form of that uh, However, now When it comes down to having l- The least amount of barriers to entry For taking your creative work and giving it to literally people around the world now more than any other time in history is the time for those people who are just creative and they just keep having bright ideas and they looking for a way to just get them out there. The goal is, I believe, I talk about this in Dream Octane, is that you have to do what is unique to you but it's also helpful to others. So if you can take that uniqueness and make that craft the content in such a way that yes, it's uniquely yours, but it's also extremely valuable to the end user, to the audience. That's when you know you have a win. Uh, This very next section that I want to get to. And uh, it really, we talked about your journey Um, right before I get to it. I want to ask you one last question Mm -hmm. of what transformation did you experience as you were going through this journey?
2: Um, so many. I mean, it, you can go through because owning a business or really walking in your purpose does not just affect your professional life. It goes into your personal life too. It helps you to know who you are better, who you're not, where you need to get some help, where you need to sharpen, where you are sharp. So one of my biggest transformations was just going from just knowing, like working with just the amount of content that I have to then knowing that I need to level up. And what does that mean? And constantly needing to level up, which now with content coming out, I think people are understanding. But back then, I mean, this is 15 years ago. Plus, this was before podcasts were so big of everybody giving you all that information. And it was so hard to find the information that you needed. So the transformation for me was just leveling up of like, okay, you own a business, but you have to own a business does that make sense of like it's more than just going downtown and filing for a DBA yes Mm. that makes you a business owner yes getting a business card and printing on there that you know you are owner principal or CEO Um, but do you own this business do you own the responsibility of Mm. making sure this is growing that you're bringing money in that you can pay your bills you have a quality of life you pay your vendors so that was a big transformation of just owning a business
1: Mm love it this section right here is what i call the actual 5p framework so inside Mm -hmm. the the niche finder podcast Mm -hmm. there is the niche finder framework so sometimes we use the the two words interchangeably or two titles interchangeably but in this section i believe that in the research that i've done is that there's five key categories that i just basically distilled all this information into these five categories and the first one is passions Mm Like what are your strong interests Mm -hmm. second purposeful? What do you do that makes you feel meaningful or feel when you do it that it feels meaningful? Uh, The third passions, what do you do naturally? Well, Mm -hmm. fourth proficiency, this is the different side of the pattern coin, which is not what you do well naturally, but what you've learned to do well over time. And then the last one is or fifth one is problem solving. What challenges do people normally come to you? To correct in a unique way so the first one what are your passions what were your passions when you first started out in this industry
2: design you know i was so passionate about design and design for me is problem solving it's not even just being a graphic designer it is um, really a way of thinking so when people come to me and they're starting a business Yes, you know, you can talk about logos and colors and websites and everything, but even just, you know, what is your messaging? What is your brand going to be about? That's how I knew I loved branding and not just designing logos. I love to help people get started. Like, I'm just Mm. so passionate about that.
1: Mm. What, What do you do that feels purposeful?
2: Teaching and coaching. Okay. Like... Hands down.
1: And when and what exactly about that, that actually makes you feel purposeful?
2: Um, of course, the feedback, right? Like when when you're teaching and students are like, oh, my gosh, this class just changed my life. I now know what I want to do. Um when I'm coaching and you can literally see when a person becomes clear. It's like, you just ask the right question and all of a sudden something just clicks. And you know mm-hmm. this with the niche niche right. finder. Look me, niche, niche. <laughs> I'm so excited I can't even get the word out. You know, when you ask that question and someone gets to their aha moment of like, yes. that's it. Right? Yeah. You know this, there's nothing like that feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true um, What do you do naturally well? What are your patterns?
2: What I do naturally well Is support, encourage, and champion people I, I have always been that person that's like Go do it, go do it You know, you know how you have haters among you? I just never yeah. understood that because mm. if your friend makes it and you're attached to someone who makes it, like, you, you're under that rain, right? If, if it's raining down on them, you're going to get some sprinkles. So if, right. there's no point in hating on people around you. That's why I'm always, like, just supportive of others. And I love to see people win, whatever mm. their win is. I really love that.
1: Wow wow you know i was listening to one of your episodes and uh, several of them actually They're it's very informative and i think you provide really good content and you made reference you and, uh, and maybe i want to see if you can recall this is um, i'm going back maybe about a year ago that you did this episode <laughs> but you were talking about you know having you know being um intri- uh, i think you said insightful um uh, kind and there was a third one That I, I'm not recalling right now but you were just Kind of giving people advice on How to interact with people and when you Go into these different uh, marketing uh, no, ne- Different networks rather mm-hmm. you, you had you had these three I don't know if you recall
2: Oh, mm-hmm. When you go to network right? right is that what I was saying like what you yes. bring To the table I may not remember the th- I know the gist of what I was saying Is that you know One Because when you go to network with others, right, switch, I encourage everybody, switch your way of thinking, because you go in to get something, go in to give something. And even in your giving, still don't try to get, because people are like, oh, I'm giving you information of how you can join this or listen to this. No, 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 no. Just give, just give. And also with the insightful, listen. I've never really been a fan of your elevator pitch, even though mm. I've taught that at one time, because it just sounds so robotic. Hi, my name is Cree Williams. I'm a career coach, and did it and I did it, and did it. Hi, my name is Cree Williams, and da-da. Like what? You're just a robot on repeat. But if you listen to people, they're telling you what they need. Right. If you just let them talk enough, so you know some of them might need a book. Some of Mm. them might need to listen to a podcast. Some of them might need a coaching session. Someone might Mm. need, you know, in my case, a designer. But if I'm presenting what I think people will need instead of remaining insightful and being a little bit more intuitive
0: Mm. and then
2: kindness just goes a long way. I mean, who doesn't like a kind person?
1: like <laughs> if you
2: don't like a kind person we we need to have a talk because you might need a therapy <laughs> there's some, some trauma in that background that that's right. keeping some barriers but um just walk with my mom taught me this mm. of walking with your hands open in life because mm. if you close your hands you cannot receive anything right But so many people are afraid that people are going to take from them. So they walk through life with closed hands. And it's like, no, Mm. you have to walk through life with open hands. Wow. So you can receive as much as you give.
1: Wow. Uh, You know, I'm going to hit you with a question that you actually, I took it directly off of your, your DBA podcast. It was on the episode. I remind you of it where there was so much racial unrest going on last year. And you just were just fully transparent about Mm -hmm. what was happening and you were like you know what I'm not even going to put music behind it but the short version is this is a question that I'll ask you now as a coach how do you coach someone to live their best life when your life feels like it's falling apart
2: it is understanding that there's nothing wrong with falling apart first Mm. I think the world is going to need more authenticity right Mm. of that's why I say it like one time I sat down to record and I didn't feel like it and I did not record and I Mm. came back the next week and I said you know what I didn't feel like it and I'll Mm. tell you why however to coach someone I have to remember this is their space that's not my space right? I'm creating space for them. This is not for me to pour my stuff on them. I need to show up for them. So how I coach them is remembering I am doing everything and being the person I wish I once needed. I once had. So I wish I had a coach at 25 when I was first starting my business. You know, I wish like in design school, they talked a lot more about the business side than just, you know, if everybody was going to work at an agency, it's showing up for that person in what they need. Mm. Right. And it's not being, um, showing up outside of yourself, but showing up raw. I remember that episode. I was, I was in a place. I mean, that was in the middle of summer, 2020. I mean, Mm. I couldn't even put music to it. I was like,
1: yeah.
2: "I don't feel like making this pretty. I don't feel like making this polished." Right? It's life can be really hard, and I wish some sometimes. I, I'm going on. Let me go on a little tangent. You know, Diddy with hip hop, right? P Diddy, Diddy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Bad Boys. Sean listen Combes. to the music. I, you <laughs> know, Sean Combs. Love now, Sean Love Combs. Like. The, the man of many names. Um, <laughs> I remember when my respect went through the roof for him.
1: Mm, tell me about and it. And
2: I was listening to him. He was doing the interview with Donnie Deutsch, who is big name in the advertising industry, and he used to right. have a TV show. And he talked about how he got started in music. Mm. And he got started by cleaning the toilets. Wow. That's how bad he wanted to work for this record company Mm -mm -mm. that he was cleaning their toilets then he graduated to washing their cars Mm. but he did that for a while and he eventually became the youngest vice president of marketing at a record company Mm. he was like 19 or 20 and he talks about his story of like riding down New York, you know, in the stretch limo, out, out of the window, screaming at everybody when he got the position and, you mm. know, so elated. And then he immediately became really cocky and everything came crashing down and he got fired because of his attitude and he had to build it back up. And I was like, wow, because you just made it seem like you're always on top. You know, like everything's all about, you know, the the yachts and the houses and the money and the cars and this. But it's like you started cleaning the toilets.
1: Yeah, that's real.
2: And then you got to the top. But because of your attitude, it came crashing down. And so Mm. the realness is what, you know, people are looking for these days and just remembering that. But when I'm coaching someone, it's their space, not mine.
1: Mm. What activities have you learned to do well over time?
2: Um, continue to teach and speak right mm-hmm. um, teaching <laughs> is so much more than teaching like you are a counselor an advisor a coach you are teaching you are I mean the space that you have to hold for every single student in that place um, it's challenging but so rewarding and so needed so I've learned I, I, like I, I never thought I would be a teacher mm. like I so when when I had the opportunity I was like are you crazy? What, how I can't teach someone um but I've learned to do that and it's it, part mm. of it though too I, I would say um it's a skill set that I have that I'm kind of born mm. with to speak um is a little bit of an internal gift as well.
1: Mm. Um, it sounds like you re- you refined it over time. You no, know, mm-hmm. as you got you exposed Absolutely. It more. What problems do people come to you to solve?
2: Um, Their blocks. How do they get started? How do they move forward? Mm-hmm. Clarity. Um, even even if I'm teaching InDesign, which is a Adobe software program where you do page layout. We always get to conversations of what if I want to start my business or how do I even get a job or what what do I do with this degree? You know, it's always about how do I get started? Wow. And even with creative business owners, people who like some of the people I coach, they have a business. They're trying to start something else. And, you know, their mind is so on their business that they're trying to run and maintain because they're doing really well that Mm. they need space. And like, I need to stop and think about how to start this other thing. So I have a lot of um, coaching clients who already have a business or successful already, and they're trying to start something else.
1: Mm. So this next section That was the Mm. niche The next Mm -hmm. section is really Trying to get your secrets You're going to talk to me But I really want you to talk To your younger self So go back 15, 20 years When you first got started In the game And you were trying to now Build your business What secrets would you give Offer to that What we call your pre-niche self That will help accelerate them From where they are at that point To where you are now
2: Learn how to make your first $10,000 With the least amount of work Hmm that Because if you understand that, if you can make $10,000 with the least amount of work, if you do that 10 times, that's a $100,000. Right. You just got it, that first 10. And when I say the least amount of work, I'm not saying not to work, but in as a graphic designer in the beginning it's like hustling you know it's those party flyers with the girl on the car which i had to tell guys i'm not designing this no more like i can't put this girl (laughs) on the car like lisa ray ain't coming to this party this is copyright (laughs) infringement i feel so bad beyonce is not going to be at this party i cannot pull a picture of destiny's child you know i just So you're hustling. You're hustling for the logo. You're hustling for a business card. You're hustling for... And so, but when I figured out how to get a client and instead of just doing a logo or a business card, you do the whole brand, Mm. then that works so much better instead. Because you would rather have 10 clients than 30 clients in a year.
1: Right. And Mm. then what's
2: really good is when you get down to like three clients. Mm. And that's like the sweet spot for me Like those two to three clients That are taking care of all You know the bills because But you're doing everything for them You're you're Excellent. doing the whole brand
1: mm-hmm. uh, What secrets is a must have To getting started and staying committed
2: Ooh. Listen It's been said a million times Simon Sinek said it um, Know your why yeah. Know your why And here's what I say though And be honest about it Sometimes when I'm talking to people They're like I'm starting this business Because you know I just want to give back to children Who are starving (laughs) It's like really? (laughs) Or are you starting a business Because you want to make a lot of money? That's it That's it Just if you want to start a business Because you want to make a lot of money That's all you need to say Mm. You don't have to put like this cause To try and justify it And if you want to live a balling Lifestyle where it's like you got three Homes that are worth millions of Dollars you drive a Ferrari just say It it's Mm. okay When people say their why Sometimes they're trying to find A reason and I'm just like Mm -hmm. no Just know your why and be honest about It Uh,
1: What has been your greatest struggle after you Found your niche
2: Mm. Managing Expectations
1: Mm, okay.
2: When, when you're doing purpose work involved, so I'm going to go just a little bit deeper when it's, when it's more than you're starting a business because you want to live this balling lifestyle. Right. Right. When right. it gets into purpose work, the walk is a little bit deeper. And sometimes you go through some mud mm. on that journey. Wow. Right. You're, you're walking in some mud and and sometimes your, your pathway is detoured because you got to go help somebody. Like you're trying mm. to get to this destination and that purpose is taking you left because you need right. to go work with someone. Right. So managing the expectations, which doesn't mean don't have goals. It's just that sometimes you're expecting it to look a certain way and it's not looking that way and it can be very discouraging.
1: Right. You know, Michael Jordan actually has a great quote when he says, you know, I've missed more than 9000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times I've been given. I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. He said I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. It's great, yes. great, Gatorade commercial. I, mean, I commercial. I I remember that commercial because he's walking in the
2: hallway. You see the back of him, and it's a voiceover. It. <laughs> I mean, I remember that.
1: Um,
2: it is, but it's the truth. It's the failure. Yeah. It's, yeah. You've got to manage that expectation because you will stumble. Wow. It is wow. okay.
1: What well, what secrets do you have to stay consistent?
2: Hmm staying consistent is first know why you keep stopping Mm. right sometimes we're so in a rush to start again but i keep saying this create that space and ask yourself why do you keep stopping right what is keeping you from being consistent what is holding you back and Mm. really thinking about that of like and then challenging that so sometimes it might be like it's not worth it. You know, My all the effort, everything I'm doing is not worth it. Okay, well, what does being worth it mean? Right. What would make it worth it? Mm. And you'd be like, okay, when I have as much downloads of, as Joe Rogan and I have a $100 million contract from Spotify. Mm. Okay, but then go back to that first episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and listen to right. that. Right. Because right. he'll tell you it was horrible. Right. right? He didn't start... He's been doing this for 10 years and I talked about that on an episode where, who are you comparing yourself to? Mm -hmm. We have to manage those comparisons because I cannot think about Joe Rogan and his hundred million dollar Spotify contract.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. He's been doing this for 10 years. Wow. I'm on episode, I would think I was in episode in my 20s. <laughs>
0: right?
2: <laughs> I was like, this is episode 20. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm half of that, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: So, first, understand why you keep stopping. If you're not yeah. consistent, really get to the root of why you keep stopping.
1: Mm, I love it. Um, you know, I, I, I do have uh, Two questions uh, for you This is going to be the last two questions The first one is How do you know when it's time to change course Versus staying focused on your goal Oh Because I've had to do this
0: <laughs>
2: I, I've had to Shut it all down And um, This was right before I started teaching And it it was Not a good time period Just Just um, I went into retail and I was making less in my early 30s than I was when I was 19 years old, when I was looking at my checks. Mm. But one thing I want to normalize for entrepreneurs is it's okay to have to get a job. It's okay. Mm. Before everything just falls all the way down, I understand it's sexy to, you know, Say you're an entrepreneur and you own the business full-time and that's all you do. But if you are not in a financially healthy situation and it's getting really bad, just get a job. It's okay. Wow, Wow. It is okay. So that's my first thing is like being honest with your financial situation. Are you able to survive? Mm. The second thing is I would say, talk to a coach. Um, This is why I wish I had this way back then of getting to the root of, do you need to stop? Do you need a pause? Or is it a pivot? Because those mm. are two different things. Sometimes you need to just take a pause because you're trying to do too many things at one time and yeah. focus your efforts. And then like what you help people do so very well. <laughs> and then yeah. they know how to move forward. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you
2: can decide if you need to pivot from there. But cr- mm. find someone that can help you discover that if you need to wow. stop.
1: Wow. I I know I said I have one more question But I can't let you go I can't even get to that that other question Until you define for people The difference between a freelancer An entrepreneur And a solopreneur You have got to give them that (laughs) I know Oh my gosh Sometimes
2: when I Because people are like What? And (laughs) Let me tell you something I Had come back from vacation And In my 30s And That's how I knew There was a difference because i went on vacation and i came back and i was just like "Ooh, where's the checks coming in like so as a freelancer let me tell you why there's a difference as a freelancer you're basically doing contract work when i'm freelancing for someone like i you know some companies will have me do like extra design work that they can't do so it's literally money for your hour money for time it's just an exchange That's freelancing, contract work. And you could do it by yourself. As a solopreneur, you're building a business that's more than just contract work. And you probably need extra help, but you don't have anybody full-time just yet. It's still just you. So you, you probably have your VA in India and your graphic designer you know, somewhere else, but you're trying to build a business, something that is gonna be really profitable And not just contract work where it's just like, I'm just trying to earn my salary, you know, basically. Right. Entrepreneurs is a totally different beast because in the definition, it says financial risk. A Mm. person who's willing to take a great deal of financial risk. So entrepreneurs are building something that is bigger than themselves. Wow. This is when you have to get that angel investor or, you know, venture capitalist um, to get this lump sum of money so you can have a team because you just can't work with one off people. You need to hire people mm. and like Steve Jobs and how, you know, is that when someone passes away, the company still goes on, right. you know, Apple, some of them closed in California and they had the the picture on the website, Steve Jobs. But Apple is still going on. Right. That was started in his garage with uh, the other Steve, Steve Wozniak, but that was an entrepreneurial endeavor. And mm. it's not to say that any one of them is bad. I know um, freelancers who make six figures, make great money. I know solopreneurs right. who make a million dollars. You see a lot of you know the influencers online who are doing that. They're creating a business for themselves. And then you see the entrepreneurship side. Mm. The reason why i took the time to define the difference is because it will help you know where to start Mm
1: -hmm.
2: if you're starting a freelance business your start is different than if you're starting an entrepreneurship business Mm -hmm. whereas as a freelancer especially a graphic designer i just need my computer and my software programs i don't need to borrow any money i don't need to um sit with any board members. I don't need to raise money. I don't need to hire anybody else. I don't need a partner per se. I can if I want to. And it doesn't mean that where you start is where you're going to end. Mm. So you can be a freelancer and go into a solopreneur and then go into a um, entrepreneurship endeavor. Mm. Or, do you understand? So sometimes people hear that and they think it's, you know, it's offensive. It's just like this when i was designing just business cards there's a time about 15 years ago everybody wanted to be ceo on the business card Mm. like and we would always look at that in the office of designers and it's like okay do you have a publicly traded business Mm. and you're a c-level executive and you have a cfo and all this kind of stuff like there's things that go into having uh, being a ceo Right. right So I was like, we, "This my printer in the office said, you know, they need to be called COE, chief of everything.
0: Because <laughs> you <know? laughs> you,
2: you're wearing all the hats. You right. are the admin. You are the accountant. You are the business person. You are the project manager. So it's just getting clear in the business that you're building. So you understand your next step. Mm. Because a lot of my freelancers, I'm like, all you need to do is go get clients. That's it. Just go get clients, but they're trying to talk like I need to raise money. No, you don't. You don't have to raise a dollar. (laughs) You just need to go and network and get a client in the door. Mm.
1: Mm. I love the fact that you brought up Steve Jobs because I, mm. I, I think that he is um, someone who you can look at and say, "Look, this guy started out with a mission statement and left an action item." He said mm. that he wanted with Apple, with Apple in 1980, he said to make a contribution to the to the world by making tools for the mind that advance humankind. Now, when he passed away, they Apple then took that and they have a different. Uh, you know, what I would call a mission statement on their website, and they put it out in press releases and so on. Uh, this is going back to 2012. And it says Apple Designs Max, which I know you're big on, Designs mm-hmm. Max, the best personal computers in the world, along with uh, OS X, iLife, iWork, and professional software. Apple leads the digital music revolution with its iPods and iTunes online stores. Apple has reinvented the mobile phone with its revolutionary iPhone and Apple store and is redefining the future of mobile media and computing devices with iPad. And so what Steve Jobs did was his mission statement actually left when he was gone, as you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. an an action item for the company to do, even though he wasn't around. It's the last question that I'll ask you, Mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Carey Williams, is what action item would you provide for the audience that would be practical steps to uncovering their niche?
2: Create consistent space for you to work through developing your business. Mm. Whether you hire a coach, if you cannot hire a coach, then actually put it on your calendar for one hour every week or one hour every other week that you're going to sit down and really plan, look at what you're doing and create action items and complete those action items. Mm. Being intentional with that time. Mm. It's so amazing what will happen When you do create that space, because our businesses are always in our head, right? You know, it's in our sleep. I don't know about you. Sometimes it's just in my sleep of how I'm scaling this. You know, I got to send off this proposal. But when I am working with a coach, because coaches need coaches Mm -hmm. and I'm being intentional with that time, I will do more in an hour than what I would have done in six weeks. Wow. Because the clarity. Exactly. Mm. It's, and mm. the phone's not ringing. I'm not trying to sleep. You know, I'm not looking at emails. It is just me and that person and their total goal is to help me get clear. Mm. And it's the most beneficial thing. I think any business owner, I think anybody for their life can have. Mm. Coaching wow. changed my life.
1: Wow. Wow Mm -hmm. So I love it You know This is one of the things That I This is why I love Doing this podcast It's always so 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 interesting What I hear That's being shared By our By our guests Who's basically giving Nuggets of truth To the audience And it's something That I feel That you provided today If someone wants to Get in contact with you either for graphic designs information that you have to share on in that space Mm by helping them to accelerate their career through your executive coaching or -hmm. even in the teaching space how would they get in contact you
2: You can go to my website uh, Karee Williams that's K-A-R-I-E Williams with an S dot com um, and listen to the creative DBA podcast. I love it. I know it. Right. <laughs> and it's just 15 minutes. My podcast, small doses of information, 15 minutes worth of content to get you excited, get you motivated, uh, for the next week.
1: All right. And you know what? We're very excited to have you on here today. And it goes right along with our model, which is if innovative, in- if innovative change is an engine then your dream and ability could be its fuel. You visit us on, you know, dreamoctane.org for the latest and greatest things that we have to offer as well. And, and listen, before you go, here's your uh, here's another action item for you. Subscribe. He'll follow yes. us on this podcast <laughs> and also go see Kareem on her podcast. It will be well worth it. And oh, we do I appreciate g- it. Yes? Can I go give ahead. another
2: action item for your podcast? All right. If you are enjoying any of these episodes, comment, Go to Apple, you know, Spotify, leave a comment, leave a review. It helps content creators drastically. When you comment and leave those positive reviews, this is how they can scale up. So we want to support each other. So please go to the niche niche. Why can I not say that word today? Because I want to say niche and niche at the same time. Oh, my gosh. I am educated people. Go to the niche Finder podcast and leave a comment because it really helps creatives
1: i I appreciate that thank you so Mm -hmm. much we thank you for tuning into this episode today and we look forward to having you on the very next one uh, with our next guest and uh, we appreciate all that you're doing and 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 one last thing uh instead of just complaining about wanting the world to be different see how you can become the difference that you want to see in the world thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the very next episode